0: Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
1: So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins, And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to
1: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. I, I literally don't know how to introduce this podcast. As you will hear, I'm almost left speechless at many points in this podcast. This podcast is with a great woman called Jen Cubbage. Jen Cubbage is someone you have no idea who she is, and that's why I wanted her on. Jen Cubbage is an enigma, and I can almost guarantee you this is the best 30 minutes of podcast that you will listen to in quite some time. So you live in Maryland, right?
2: No, um, I am from but Maryland. you work in
1: Maryland. You're from Maryland.
2: I'm from Maryland and I own a salon and work in Maryland. Um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, when COVID happened, I was living in Maryland, running my business. I've, I'm I'm born and raised there. And um, I had two farms that I rented. I had an organic pasture-raised pork operation where I had about 75 to 100 head of pigs um that I bred and raised I came up with this certain breed and um then I also raised and trained fox hunting horses I had 14 of those and I fox hunted uh as a hobby
1: um I I don't even know where to start um (laughs) so how about we do this because I typically am really bad at introducing people um so, I'm gonna introduce you. Um, I, I, and this is I'm even gonna start like s- because you have your, you have an email name and then you have a different name on your Instagram. Yeah, so the email name is right, or the one on the Instagram is right.
2: Um, the email name is right.
1: okay. so Jen Jensen. Oh this no, that who... one's wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is going to be a ridiculous podcast. <laughs> Because you sent me an email from Jen Jensen. Okay, that's my married name. And I'm not married. Jen Covage.
2: Yeah, so I'm Jen Covage. That's who I currently am.
1: (laughs) Welcome, Jen Covage. Thank you. (laughs) We have established you are not from Maryland. So where are you right now?
2: I'm in South Carolina. Um, I moved to South Carolina when my business temporarily closed because of COVID. Um, I had a vacation farm down here where I would fox hunt during the winter on my horses. Um, And when COVID shut down my business, I, the next day, packed up all my stuff and moved to South Carolina and got out of my leases in Maryland and didn't tell anybody.
1: (laughs) So, okay, your business is a salon. Correct. You are a hairdresser.
2: Yeah, I consider myself a master colorist, uh, but yeah, hairdresser.
1: No, no, sorry, I, I apologize for for calling you the like the lowest tier form of hair. Uh, so would you call yourself a hair artist, a hair stylist?
2: I am a master colorist, so I specialize in color. Um, I also train apprentices to be hairstylists as well. So I think on my license it says senior cosmetologist slash uh, master colors.
1: But you own the salon. You you the Correct. owner of the salon?
2: Yeah. Um we've been uh, best of Baltimore a couple years, so yeah we're we're doing good.
1: Okay. So you have a hair salon that is the best of Baltimore and you train horses to fox hunt off of?
2: Yes. They're X ray horses.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, you need dogs to fox hunt with horses.
2: Correct, but you normally belong to a club, and the club owns the hounds.
1: So there's a fox hunting club there's, in South Carolina.
2: Uh, there's there's probably about fifteen of them.
1: Okay, um, I, I think my whole my mind is just going to be blown constantly through this podcast. <laughs> I think everyone listening to us is going to get mind, mind blown. So. If to continue this, like the sort of onion peeling layers of gin coverage, um, you have sort of pictures on your Instagram that you're like, you know, you got your hair well done makeup on very well-dressed, right?
2: Uh-huh. But I'm completely fair And then you
1: have, <laughs> and then you have pictures. In which you are completely feral.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's me.
1: (laughs) So let me back up a little bit. So you didn't grow up hunting?
2: No, um, my first full season of hunting was last season.
1: No, it wasn't.
2: Yeah. Um, the season before I started in October and hunted till um, you know, through that deer season, that was a half a season. And I taught myself how to shoot a bow and, and, uh, I did it all.
1: Um, you, okay. So then why are you training racehorses to fox hunt? So, was that just a hobby? So that had nothing to do actually with the, from a hunting perspective. You just enjoyed horses and training them.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I was tired of showing horses, and uh, fox hunting's big in my area. But as a member of a fox hunt club, you're really just a bystander. You don't even really get to see the actual hunting, and they really don't even really get the coyote or the fox normally. It's more about chasing and riding your horses and going fast and. It's more of a social event rather than hunting.
1: So let me ask this question. Why did you th- decide to become a hunter last year? Um,
2: was it because of COVID? No. Um, I was actually going through a divorce at the time. Okay. And I uh, you know, was home alone and I always go on a fall vacation. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And if you ask anybody, people know that I come up with crazy ideas and I just go do them. Uh, and, and it never surprises. You don't say. Yeah, I just follow my arrow and, and it doesn't really um, astound anyone. Uh, so I was sitting on my sofa and I decided I wanted to go on a hog hunt. I had never killed an animal and all of a sudden I wanted to go Uh, on a hog hunt. So I called one of my guy friends that we'd been friends for years. And he was the only hunter that I know. No one in my family hunts. Uh, No one's an outdoorsman. And I called him and said, Hey, I want to go on a hog hunt. Do you know anybody that guides? And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look into it. And the next day, I woke up and booked a hog hunt. And he called me, he saw me, I posted on Facebook about it. And he's like, Dude, you only gave me like, four hours to even think about who I know that hog hunts. And you already booked a hunt. And he said, you know, you need a hunting license, right? And I was like, no, you don't. I'm going with a, gu- a guide. You don't need a license for that. And he said, no, you need a hunting license. So I had two weeks to um, go take a course and get my hunter safety license. And yeah, I had I had to do it all like really quickly.
1: <laughs> so that first hog hunt that you went on, that was, was that the dog hunting that you're doing now with pigs or was that that just
2: so um that was actually so i booked the hunt and ended up um also doing a hog slash deer combo hunt i figured if i was there i was gonna do it and um Mm -hmm. the the first hog i actually did shoot um but he did not get killed on the first shot And so I called my guide and I said, look, this is what's going on. You know, do I, should I shoot again? And this was after I was already there for four days and they figured out I had never hunted before. And um, he said, well, you want to stab a hog, you have your knife, go stab it. And um, so I went up and stabbed the hog um, and killed it. And then the night after that is when I went out with their dogs and the dogs found a hog and. The dogs caught him in a swamp and my guide was supposed to go get him. And the guide just stood there and the owner started yelling at him, go get the hog for it. I ran in. Uh, I said some choice words to them and then I told him to get out of my way. And I went and got the hog and threw it up on the bank and, and stabbed it. And um, they looked at me like I was crazy.
1: <laughs> Jen, that is crazy. I That is crazy. I... Mike. just. <laughs> Is is there just, and I guess you know it's tied to as you said. I'm just feral. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I, I'm trying to figure this out because if if you went from being a non hunter to a hunter, typically people, you know, take their time, shoot a white-tailed doe, shoot a couple of white-tailed does a couple of seasons, kind of deal. The migration to pig hunting with dogs. And stabbing a pig whilst it's alive is not something that happens very, very quickly in a hunter's maturation. Yet with you, it just sort of happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I will say when it happened, I am completely addicted to it. Completely, like the adrenaline... You're going in the the briars. You have no idea if you're walking up to like a 500-pound hog. I mean, you could die. There is a danger there that doesn't really exist when you're sitting in a stand with a bow.
1: So if I'm correct also, you're now into like getting pig dogs, right? Oh,
2: I have my own pack of dogs for pigs. I've got my own pack of dogs for deer. Um, I moved to South Carolina, and last year I just started getting my own pack together.
1: And you've also got house dogs.
2: Correct. I have um, two house that dogs. That clothes. Yeah, like bow ties, clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, do you understand
1: what, like, a dichotomy you are? I a hair salon stylist and someone who stabs <laughs> pigs dog hunting. You have... House dogs that wear bow ties and then catch dogs that you're probably going to have to sew up or staple their wounds together
2: yeah i ha- I've already had to do that i think it's nor- i i feel like it's just normal i'm just like i mean
1: normal in what world
2: i guess in my world in Jen
1: Cupid's world yeah. <laughs> Look, it's look, I I'm I'm saying that it's it's the dichotomy, but it's freaking amazing. And it's one of the reasons I follow you because it's just like it, and I didn't actually know that you were a recent hunter. I just had the assumption that you had been I guess hunting since you were a small girl, dad had raised you a hunter, that kind of stuff, but that's that's that story's crazy.
2: So um, I've kind of come up with an epiphany within the last, um, probably last month. I I've realized maybe why I got into hunting more so than, than I realized when I got into it. Um, I did not have a great upcoming or upbringing. Um, my mom and dad both were substance abuse um, users. And I would run to the woods. That was my safe mm-hmm. haven. And I have always been drawn to hiking, fishing. I taught myself how to fish. Um, just being in the woods and being a woodsman. You know, I maybe I wasn't a hunter, but I knew animals. I watched animals. I knew plants. I, I knew seasons. But I never hunted. No one ever showed me to hunt. Um, and I think when I was going through enough another tough time in my life, I wanted to go to the woods.
1: Well
2: And uh, it's, an, I,
1: it's an epiphany, but it's almost why a lot of people hunt.
2: Yeah, I actually said to my one friend that um, told me I needed a hunting license. One day, I was in the stand, uh, bow hunting, and I said to him, "You know, do people just figure out their life problems? Because I figured out some amazing stuff today." And he looked at me like, "That's why most people hunt, and I'm like oh, okay, so I, I get it. I really get it. Um, but I do realize there's a total difference between sitting as, in a stand and the peacefulness and getting the deer close and then the difference between running through the swamp with your dogs and and going after a hog. You know, it's, it's night and day. But I can appreciate both.
1: Jen, you are a as 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 we've just talked about, new to hunting. Yeah. Okay. Um you are a woman yep. in hunting. I would say you're very anomalous when it comes to the peg hunting world in terms of being a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have lots of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um you're a hair stylist, hair artist, whatever we want to call you there. I'm saying all this because I don't know if you've picked up on it or not. And I'd love to hear your opinion because, and this is where I don't want Jen coverage to hold back. Okay. okay. Because I feel like you're, you're trying to be a nice woman, nice girl right now.
2: Um, yeah, I usually, um, talk like a failure.
1: Oh no, I know that. And I've, cause I've watched your Instagram and you're, <laughs> and you're being very good. I very much appreciate that. And I'll tell you a story after I get through this question for someone who actually lives in your neck of the woods, very close to you that you remind me of. Um, But there's a perception of woman in hunting. I don't know if you've picked up on it or not.
2: Yeah, I don't like it.
1: What don't, what, let me ask this. What do you think the, based on what you see, what is that perception and why don't you like it?
2: Um, So in the beginning, when I got into this, I did not realize that women, some women use their body and their sex or sex appeal to get attention in the industry. I didn't really know that was a thing. Um, And that's not how I am. Um, I don't really, in any aspect of my life, use my sexuality um, to get further in anything. Um, but I found out that there was a lot of, of women that did do that. Um, and I, you know, kind of blew it off and, and, you know, still did what I did and, and wasn't going to change that for getting likes or people to follow me or, you know, I, I'm just doing it cause I love to do it. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. a couple people throughout the, the time that I've been doing have sent me messages and they say, you know, I just want to tell you, you're like one of the most intriguing women that I follow because you actually love to hunt. Like you're doing it because you love to hunt. And I think that's why everyone should do it. But um, I've had multiple people say, Oh, I've been watching you and I wanted to invite you hunting, but I wanted to make sure you were the real deal. And that makes me realize Mm. that there must be a lot of other women out there that are just doing it for the fame or they're doing it to get free stuff or you know whatever and and that's sad but that's that's just life in general
1: yeah it is life in general and uh you're very perceptive in the short period of time that you've been interacting in the hunting community in that um you have a sector uh and it's not just women happen guys too i'm not going to single out women but guys too that are doing it for the wrong reasons um we hunt and that that's the whole reason why blood origins is what it is is we understand and explore why people hunt and you know the the marketing engine that is hunting requires marketing to occur and you're a businesswoman you understand marketing yeah um and the hunting industry is no different in that they hire people to market stuff for them unfortunately it's turned into this almost um you know i'm going to do things that i may not be too kosher with to get free stuff and the very very few people that are making a living from it and doing it from the right reasons almost get tainted in that sort of realm of influencer marketing doing it for the wrong reasons yeah want free stuff kind of situation and um i'm not gonna lie to you that's probably if it hasn't happened already to you jen it's coming
2: yeah right? i've, I've the, turned down a lot of stuff i i don't i don't want free stuff i don't need free stuff um i don't really care okay. I, I don't care about ready- stuff
1: you raise you raise horses that chase foxes why would anybody that does that need anything
2: yeah i mean i i just i just need a, my adrenaline <laughs> i just need to have an adventure i just don't need stuff I, and covid honestly have has showed me i i don't need a lot of things mm. you know mm. i don't watch tv i don't i didn't own a tv until covid um I don't have internet at my house. I don't have a laptop at my house. I, do, I just kind of don't care about what's going on in that realm. What is around me is more important. And my friends and my family, I've realized, are, are more important to me. And so I think that that kind of stuff doesn't really affect me as much because I don't really pay attention to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're talking about cussing like a sailor. There's a, I don't know how long you've been following Blood Origins, but one of my favorite episodes and reminds me a little bit of you, very much of you. She has, she has the same hairstyle. She has a lot of tattoos. She's actually got a big sleeve tattoo. Her name's Erin Crooks. Okay. Erin Crooks, um, is, um, she's in Virginia beach. We've done her Blood Origins episode already. Um, a lot of substance abuse in her background. Hunting saved her life, essentially, as she she, as she says it. Um, but she works at a firearm range, and cusses like a sailor. <laughs> and halfway through her episode, I think she had dropped like the sixth f bomb in her blood origins episode. <laughs> she's like, "Am I allowed to swear on this?" I said, "Well, you've been swearing the entire time, so you might as well keep going now."
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! I figured I'd probably should... cringe. Oh I, yeah, the f bomb is pretty much my favorite word. Um but because I am a business owner, I know how to turn the switch on and off if I have to. Um, so I figured today was a good day to turn that switch on.
1: Yeah. You're amazing. (laughs) Um, no, I'm telling you, that's the reason why, you know, we've been, I want to feature blood origins. We want to feature diversity. You know, we want to celebrate our hunting community and there are a lot of strong women strong women voices out there for hunting uh sometimes they get a little um uh, and i'll say this i think women get unfairly done in uh on social media because of obviously the sexualization of other women and it almost sort of this broad paintbrush stroke being placed across you and anyone else that's seen to be hunting yeah and I think a lot of strong women don't want to speak up because they just don't want, they don't want the drama.
2: Well, I don't even need to speak up to have drama in my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, people just offer me unsolicited advice in their opinion all the time. And people meaning men, you know, because they know more. A lot of them think that they know more than me. I never said I knew more I'm I'm just trying to live my life and 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 learn and and do it the way that I know how to do it and and do it better the next time
1: so let me ask this this is a, again my mind goes a thousand different directions since you leased an organic pig farm in Maryland yeah and now you are a pig hunter a wild pig
2: hunter mm-hmm. what tastes better I well, it does depend on the age and the sex of the boar or a sow. Um, but I do prefer wild game in general. Um, but
1: how long have you preferred wild game in general? Have you were you eating had you eaten wild game
2: before you were a hunter? Uh, no. Well, maybe I've had you know here and there, but didn't know it. Um, I uh, really, that's all I try to eat, unless I go out to dinner or go to a friend's house. But um, I have two freezers full of meat and I, I prefer that. But, you know, if I do get a big boar, um, which usually isn't the best, I'll take him somewhere to be processed where they can put a lot of seasonings and stuff in the sausage. Um, I would love to be able to do that, but I, don't, I know a good machine costs a lot of money. And You know, with me flying back and forth Mm -hmm. to Maryland, I just don't have the time to do it right now. Um, But I do know how to prepare, um, field dress my game. You know, if I just need the meat in steaks and stuff, I can do that, but I just can't do the sausages and everything. But I I do prefer a wild game.
1: Plus, you've got now a bunch of pig meat for your dogs, right?
2: Um, I've never fed them, actually, the meat. I save it for myself. (laughs) Um, okay. I, okay. I I mean I um really like to regulate how much food that they get and protein and so I really calculate that with the the high quality dog food that I get so I know how much to give them. If I give them raw meat and they're not used to it, they can get sick. I don't know how much I'm really giving them. Oh for sure,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and pig meat spoils very quickly, and it's hot in South Carolina, so I, I mean, just—I can imagine. Yeah, I just haven't gone that avenue yet.
1: Well, it's hot in Mississippi too, girl. I know exactly what you're dealing with. Oh, oh yeah, we have 95 humidity right now and 90 degrees outside. So yeah, it's gross. <laughs> so, any hunting plans? Like, you got any pig hunts lined up? We're just going to do traditional. Keep obviously keep pig hunting. tail right deer season's coming along, right?
2: Yeah. So. Pretty much, I hunt two or three times a week for hogs, um, usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday when I'm in South Carolina. Um, The deer season is about to start. And in Maryland, when I deer hunted, um, I bow hunted, and then they had like a two week rifle season, which was actually shotgun. Um, And when Mm -hmm. I moved down here, they hunt deer with dogs. So um, I have six. Foxhounds that I have turned into i I got foxhounds from the hunt clubs that would run deer. Train them to just run deer. Um and so during the how deer. How did you season,
1: know to train them how to run deer if you've just been a hunter for a year?
2: I like I said, I, I know animals. I I just I don't wanna sound conceited, but I'm just good at doing stuff and figuring it out. Um and I'm and I'm dedicated like I take my dogs and run them in the mornings at least once or twice a week in the off season um, inside the wire, which is like considered a, they call it a, a pen where they have game and that exercises mm-hmm. them. And then like, I took my hounds to the hunt club last week and ran them on deer. And um, you can, you have garments you can watch and see if they're running, if they're hunting. I have puppies that I'm training with the, the older Fox hounds. Um, I just love it so much, and I love animals that I'm just trying to figure it out, you know?
1: And you run a full-time salon. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. I'm literally blown away.
2: I don't really sleep.
1: <laughs> I don't sleep much either, but yeah, yeah. I would say you are an enigma, Jen Cubbage.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate it.
1: Let me ask this question. I'm I'm intrigued because I I don't typically ask this question, but I'm intrigued with you given who you are. How did you find us?
2: Um, You know, I have no idea. Somehow you popped up on Instagram and I don't know if someone shared something, but I saw one of your documentaries and I was just blown away. um, As far as the cinematography, the questions, the people. I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about them. I am, you know, my job is artistic. There is an artistic mm-hmm. side of me. I love photography. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a, a, an amazing photographer, but I love taking pictures and I can appreciate good videos, good photography. And your videos, your documentaries are completely different than anything I've ever watched um, as far as hunting um, videos.
1: hmm No, well, it's it's different because they're not aimed. They're not they're not purposely made for hunters, made for uh, non-hunters, so that they can understand who we are. Now, if they met Jen Cubbage, I I I think that would throw them for a loop about (laughs) who we are. But um, at least they can listen to your podcast. Exactly. Um, Well, look anything else on your mind because i think this this podcast has intrigued enough people um to figure out who you are um i don't know if you want to tell people who you are in terms of your instagram handle or not that's up to you
2: um yeah i mean i don't care um my instagram is always a ponytail um
1: why is that your instagram handle
2: because always a ponytail um, you don't have
1: it in a ponytail right now?
2: I never have it in a ponytail, but it's actually like...
1: Uh... <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Because that just, that just summarized this conversation, <laughs> right? Your Instagram handle is always a, always a ponytail. You never have your hair in a ponytail. <laughs> you are a, a hair salon owner, but you, you stab pigs with knives on Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday. You are a well-put-together business owner, yet you're feral on most of your pictures covered in blood. Yeah, a- am, I, am I just about right?
2: I think that is perfectly summarized.
1: <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> so back to your Instagram handle. At Always a Ponytail.
2: Correct. Um, Always a Ponytail was because I was always either riding horses or doing hair. That was pre-hunting. That was why I came up with Always a Ponytail. And it's funny because now I'm always hunting pigs and I actually wear my hair in pigtails. I'm like, man, I should change it to Always a Pigtail. But I've been Always a Ponytail my whole freaking life. I don't want to change it. But... It
1: would fit you now because you like to hunt pigs.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Almost like a little play on words.
2: It is. It is.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being on here. And I can guarantee you this is not the last time that we're going to speak.
2: Well, I can't wait to do it again.
1: All right. Ciao. Bye. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. i there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.